Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi friends, thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have James Vanderweight here. He is a life transition coach and he specializes in life transitions. And he has a story to share today. It's a life death story, but it completely changed his life. And he's here on the show to tell us about it. So welcome to the show, James. Thank you, Tina. Nice to be here. Good to meet you. Yeah, so tell us a little more about yourself, and when you're ready, you can jump into your story. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, my name's James, uh, and thank you for the introduction. I specialize in helping people through life transitions, um, helping them find a balanced way of experiencing those transitions. We, life is made up of transitions, everything if you go into the smallest minutiae of life, everything's a transition from one minute to the next. And it's all about how we deal with that and how we function through them, um, the tools we use. And so I work very hard to help my clients find the tools they need to personalize their experience so it's balanced and they don't get to the end of the transition having not dealt with what they needed to deal with. Um, and then hopefully that means they've grown um, they became stronger humans, um, better equipped for the next transition that needs to happen. Um, that all came a reality for me when I had to face the fact that I haven't been looking after myself through all my life transitions, that I was blindly going through life, doing what I needed to do to survive um, and get to be the best I can be without thinking what's the consequences of not dealing with all the big stuff, all the big challenges um, and big consequence of just survival. So I was an ICU nurse for many years, a couple of decades and um, 
the caregiver, uh, the healthcare professional. And um, I woke up one morning where I couldn't breathe. And um, I had a terrible chest infection. I just rallied on, as you do, you know, not facing up to what's actually happening. This was in 2018. And um, it got worse. And I had to serve dinner one evening to a big family. And um, I went, got through it. And at the end of the dinner, we were all tidying up. And I found myself sitting in a position where I normally saw patients in their 80s with severe lung emphysema leant over the table, um, trying to get as much oxygen in as I can. And I thought to myself, this is not right. How can I be a patient? <laughs> and um, I remember texting my dad at the time, saying to him, this is my health insurance. Um, if anything happens and I lose consciousness, I didn't want to alarm my mother at the time. So um, I then said, you know, I think I need to go to the hospital. We went to the hospital. Um, I got there and I immediately turned into an ICU nurse. That was my survival, um, where I just walked straight through to the bed. I got into a bed. I put oxygen on myself. And the nurses and doctors were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't breathe. I need to be able to breathe. And you guys just need to deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. Um, and of course, the insurance thing came up. And luckily, you know, my, my dad sort of figured that out. But, um, and that, that was the beginning of me realizing that I was, I could die. And I'm not this, this human super species that will just live forever. Mm -hmm. um, this could be the end. And um, I went through 24 hours where I was admitted to ICU um, and they did everything they possibly can to help me. Um, and I woke up a few days later where I was told that I had a um, type of um, illness where all, like the Swiss cheese, where all the holes line up. And it basically was looked as if I was, have, you know, I've had a few months left to live um, with my lung scars, with the pneumonia, et cetera. So um, got through that and... They ended up doing lots of different biopsies and they diagnosed me with sarcoidosis, which was complete inflammation of my lungs, complete inflammation of my heart. And um, I had to get through that. Mm -hmm. Many months of treatment, um, working through day to day, just focusing on day to day. And it was at the end of all the treatment where I started getting better. I was starting to be able to walk properly again. I was able to breathe properly. My heart wasn't going crazy. Months of chemotherapy where I got to the point where I realized that I have to change. I have to work connecting my, my brain to my heart. Listen to my heart. Listen to my gut. Listen to my instincts. And that's where the work started for learning to cope with transitions, where I then stopped, I, I left ICU nursing. Um, I became a life coach. I trained as a health and life coach um, to help people through the crisis of not being connected to your heart, not listening to your gut, um, and hearing what I needed 
Um, it was a very interesting experience where there was a moment in hospital where I was actually teaching two junior medical students and two medical nurses on what the experience was like to be intubated, put on a ventilator, having, you know, my back surgery done. Um, because they, they, we as healthcare professionals don't have that opportunity mm-hmm. to actually feel what it feels like or to be in the shoes of a patient. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> a very bizarre moment um, of explaining every single feeling, every single moment. Um, and yeah, that's where I then met um, my life coach. And um, we worked for three years um, on what I needed to get to the point where I was connected to my heart. And that was the the next level of weird experience for me was actually realizing that my immune system was fighting my heart. It wasn't recognizing my heart. And that was causing the scarring on it. And me going through the process of actually listening to my heart and stop being mental, just about my brain, mm-hmm. finding my heart to give me answers. Um, it's actually helped me on the healing process. I think that's interesting because um, as a Reiki master teacher, you I need to really know what the chakras and the energy centers represent. Mm. And your, your, all of the lung issues that you had, that's all heart chakra. So your heart was tired of being ignored. Yes. And you had been ignoring it up to that point and focusing on your mental state, which a lot of us do because we're not really taught to listen to our heart very much. We're all very mental, you know, dependent in this country, at least in this culture. Mm. And Mm. so, yeah, it's your heart that was crying out you need to start listening to me and then you figured it out yeah yeah absolutely and yeah you know it was the the big big moment for me was the day I realized that to be connected to the voice of my heart is to be calm to be quiet Mm -hmm. and to be conscious of what's happening right now And that then opened up the whole concept for me of being present and conscious as you go through a transition. Well, I always challenge. Yeah, I always say that the soul speaks to you through your feelings. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you have to then when I realized that when I learned that years ago, I said, well, I'm going to feel my way through life then. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a big feeler anyway. It's not like I can turn it off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's extremely hard. And I feel I've, I'm one of those people that feels everything strongly, you mm-hmm. know? Like there are these people that are like even keel. Well, I wouldn't describe myself as that way. And so I will, you know, I feel everything. So I said, mm. well, I'm going to get away from thinking about it. I mean, I, I get get input from your thoughts but that shouldn't be your only source right absolutely absolutely you know if if we can use if i may use the word doubt as an example um for years i looked for doubt as something that is to be overcome 
something that, you know, we should run away from. Doubt is weakness. Mm-hmm. But when you actually sit down and listen to it and hear it, it is just that, that feeling of, hang on, James. Hang on, Tina. Sit. Listen. What's happening here? Look at this opportunity. Look at this situation. Look at this transition. Not in it, not around it, not at the end of it, mm-hmm. but look at it from an objective point where you can actually see and hear what you need to learn, how you can grow through this, and what you can take away from it so that you're better equipped at the end. For yeah, the be, be at a place of curiosity, you know, instead Absolutely. of making an l- opinion right away or a judgment over doubt, for example, ask, yeah. Why is this doubt coming up right now? Yeah. You know, what kind of feelings is this bringing up? Where did these feelings stem from? When was the first time I felt this way? Mm. You know, start doing some detective work, investigative work. And that's how you get to understand yourself better. Absolutely. And when you when you put yourself in that investigator's shoes. And you're actually looking at your life as a detective. That brings up questions. Yeah. And you have to get answers to the questions. And what that then does, it it takes you out of the equation. Suddenly it's not about you. And you can then see, actually, that's the answer to this. Because you've taken away that, the ego, if you want, out Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how you learn about yourself. And yeah. You're not going to you understand yourself. Yeah. You're not going to mm. understand yourself unless you ask questions. Lots yes. of questions. Because, you know, as children, we just accept things. And then we had ways of coping with things that mm-hmm. we didn't know. We were little, you know, we didn't, yeah. we coped the best we could. But then you get to be an adult. It's time to re-examine that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. all those meanings we made as kids of the situation so that we can understand or survive a chaotic moment. Um, those are the meanings that, that creates the direction of our lives. And that creates the blueprint of how you cope with every single transition you go through. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a certain age or a certain um, uh, moment where you realize, well, actually, is this the best way to do this? Why is it always chaotic? And why do I keep doing the same thing over and over and over? It's not working. Mm-hmm. And it's about digging into those meanings and working out, actually, I did that as a child so that I could make sense out of this. Mm-hmm. And now I can change it. I'm now right. in control. I've now taken responsibility for my existence. And I can actually become a more balanced human with the correct tools. And you can start enjoying transitions. <laughs> you can start enjoying challenges and yeah. see it for what it is. Healing, forgiving, freedom. Yeah, because I think as children, we come to these conclusions that may be erroneous, you know? Mm-hmm. And when we look back at it, it became a belief system. It became a filter and a viewpoint that may not necessarily serve you very well now. Yeah. And it may not even be correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's okay to re-examine it and say, hey, I think I was wrong about this. Like, I understand why I came to that conclusion at five, but now I'm 49 and, you know, I know that's not necessarily correct or true for me now. Yeah, or you've outgrown it. Right. And you can just go, okay, that works at five. Thank goodness I had that tool to survive that at five. But now that I'm 49, that doesn't work for me anymore. I need more. I need mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. I want better. I need, yes. I, I, I need to do what a 49-year-old needs to do, not a five-year-old. Who is the five-year-old still dictating how I cope with stuff, how I change stuff at exactly. 49? Exactly. Exactly. But you see this so much, like, I remember a friend telling me about his ex-wife and he said she's stuck at about Mm. a 14-year-old maturity level. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, you're right. Mm. And there must have been something that happened to her at 14 that she became stuck. Yeah. You know, she couldn't move beyond that. So when you, if yeah. you have you ever had clients like that and how do you help them become unstuck from that moment where they weren't able to mature or grow beyond that maturity level? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, yeah, most people are stuck at some point regard you with something and um, it all depends on what, what you, what, what's the word I can use? The openness that you have for change. Um, and what I normally do to help clients to find where they're stuck is to do um, a birth line search and to find at what point in their life did what they wanted change. And so, for example, uh, if somebody has no motivation to exercise, which is a huge motivating factor to some people, mm-hmm. um, it's not necessarily that they're not motivated to exercise. It is they're stuck in finding motivation. And when you look at those people and you draw back the curtain um, or peel back the onion, whichever one you want to use, um, you find that there is a lack of motivation in nearly every aspect of their life. And so then I do a timeline search with them. It takes a few sessions before we get to that. Um, But when we get to that moment of timeline search, I take them back um, to the earliest where they can, earliest moment that they can remember where there was no motivation, where they lost motivation. Mm -hmm. And then we zoom in on that moment. And we look around and see what what happened, what took that motivation away from them. Um, And that's where the change work then happens. Yeah. So what you're talking about is you're going to the root cause. Yes, absolutely. Find the root cause. When was that birthright taken away from them? Or when did they recreate the meaning of the story of that birthright? Mm Mm-hmm existence or you know whatever it was and we then change it there in that childlike state if you want 
and then we move back through the timeline and stop at each place where they recognize the loss of motivation and change it and change it um, until we're back to where the age is where they are now. Um, and that's when the ahas happen. Like, oh, wow. So it was that five-year-old who made all the decisions for me. Um, I can change that now. I'm a grown-up. And then <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. I don't want the five-year-old yeah. to be in charge, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes in my life, for example, my five-year-old was actually the one who said, you know, hey, stop being a child grown-up. <laughs> And listen to me because I've got the answer. And that, you know, that was, that was it. That was amazing. And that was literally the five-year-old for me was the person who said, you need to become more conscious grown up. You need to become more present in your own life. You need to listen to the signs. I mean, my heart was beating the wrong rhythms for, for at least two years before I actually went to a doctor. Wow. That's not conscious living. That's yeah. not being present. That's not listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, so for some people, it's, it's that moment of awakening where the five-year-old is still running their life or the five-year-old is on the other side going, hello, can someone listen to me, please? Um, and, and so, yeah, either vice versa, that could work. Um, and so that's what I do with the clients. Um, and then for them to, become to, a, to get to a point where they realize that, I can take responsibility again. I can't, I don't have to blame my parents, for example, for taking something away, stopping something in my life or that bully that I had at, at seven or 10. Um, I can let them go. I can forgive. I can love again. And, and sometimes it's your reaction to something your parent did that they didn't intend it that way. It's just yes. how you took it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, why as, were we? Why would we blame our parents? I'm having such a big thunderstorm right now. Are you hearing? That's it? okay. I, I, I'm very <laughs> jealous because I'm in California and we have no rain. So I'm very jealous listening to your fantastic oh, thunderstorm. Wonderful. <laughs> There's a big release happening right now in my area. Yeah. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's so people, there's a lot of people that I work with who's very stuck on what their parents did to them or didn't do yeah. for them and, and helping them realize that they don't have to hold on to that. They can let go and take responsibility for it, for that moment themselves and change it. They don't need to pass it on to their family or their children or etc. Um, so it is, it's, it's moments like that when um, people realize that they don't, life is not hopeless anymore. Yeah. They're not just being dragged through changes all the time. Right. They, they, can, can actually, they have the power to change. Yeah. Yeah. How you yeah. look at the situation or how you react, you're in control of that at all times. Absolutely. Taking responsibility, there's, there's so much in life at the moment where people just go, well, you know, it just happened. Take responsibility for your life, for your opinion, for your thoughts, for your body, mm-hmm. for moments. Or how about this? If you're not happy, figure out what's going to make you happy and make the changes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Take responsibility for that unhappiness and change it. Right. Because maybe you made some decisions and realized this is not for me anymore. So shift and pivot and do a little dance and do something different. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's that going back to your earlier point about being a detective. You know, some people are so wrapped up in their world that they need to employ somebody like a life coach or a transition coach or health coach or, you know, a psychiatrist to help them actually get to that point where they can go, now take responsibility for this. We've released it or we've worked through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's ask the questions, the deep questions, the real questions, so that we can take judgments out, so we can take expectations out, and we can just live in a life where you stop beating yourself up for making the wrong decision in the past, where you can actually then look at it and go, that decision I made, which now looks like the wrong decision, was actually a decision for that moment to cope, to survive, to bring meaning to chaos. Yeah. I've taken judgments and expectations out. Now I can just look back at that and go, I can now change. I can now move on. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this book, Conversations with God, but I remember reading that book years ago and he talked about how God said we have the right to change our minds at every minute of every day. And when I read those words, I was like, wow, what a relief. Because I changed my mind a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it wonderful that, that that we were given a brain strong enough to be able to cope with changing our minds? Being able to to look at things from different angles and go, actually, the decision I made yesterday, that's not working for today. Right. I can change my mind. I'm allowed to do that. And I feel like we're taught that changing your mind is bad, that you Mm -hmm. have to go to school and pick a career and stay, stick with it as long for the rest of your life. And yeah, I realized I couldn't do that. Like, I love variety. I was just telling a friend of mine this morning, if it doesn't have variety, I'm not interested. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can't do one thing all day long or for the next 20 years. You know, that's why I own my own business. That's why I'm a podcast host. That's why, you know, because I'm always doing things that pump me up, right? Yeah, Energize absolutely. Me. And then mm. after a while, it might not. And that's okay, too. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. People get so stuck on making the right decision that will last forever. Yeah. How on earth can anybody at the age of 17 or 16, depending on which country you're in, make a decision like that? Yeah, it's, it's unrealistic. It's it, yeah, yes. it's unrealistic and it's unfair. It's really yeah. unfair because even as we progress, you know, um, we are always changing. We're always, yeah. you should be changing and evolving. You should not be the same person you were. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my blogs on my, on my blog site talks exactly about that. 
those moments where you kind of just go, because I, for a long time, when I was working through this transitions of, of me changing, accepting my new health, accepting my new career, um, I was in this thing, I need to stop overcoming myself. Because I, I was too much. And then there was this just wonderful one day where I just went, I have to continue overcoming my story. Because that's the only way you can grow. You're right. And, to, and, and that's such a wonderful way that you described it earlier when you just said we have permission to yeah. change our minds, to make changes, to decide, you know what, today I need to be creative because that's the part of my brain, my heart, my gut, my body that needs that. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had a very important meeting yesterday and uh, the person cancelled it like a minute before we were supposed to do it. And I just went, oh, I need a walk. And it was so interesting. My, I had a physical reaction where my body just went, go for a walk. You need it. It was lovely. It was so wonderful. And you're to, like, thanks for cancelling that because now I yeah. can do what I really needed to do. See, everything exactly. works out in your favor, even when you don't think it is. Like I've asked, I've asked, I've told my clients, do you think the universe has your back? Because I do. Mm. Interesting you know? thought. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 So I think that, um, you know, we have the right to change our minds and we need to, you know, be more easier on ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That whole the whole concept of lifelong success, um, making, as we mentioned earlier, about the right decision that can last you forever, um, that, that introduces so much judgment where, you know, we learn to be hard on ourselves all the time. And when you stop being hard on yourself, you suddenly have all this extra energy <laughs> to do other things um, and invest in your your health because the other beautiful thing that I've learned over this time um, of just trying to heal my psyche um, and listening to my heart and, and my gut was the whole thing of learning the impact our daily lives have on our bodies and I know that as, as a nurse but then the impact of our thoughts on our physical bodies mm -hmm. and and you know making the decisions to have a glass half full or a glass half empty, if I may use that very simple example, has an impact on the functioning of your brain, the functioning of your heart. If you are continuously putting yourself in that judgment zone of where you can't make the right decisions, where you're continuously just working to survive, your physical body is continuously a, a releasing adrenaline which means there's vasoconstriction. So the veins, the arteries, everything tightens up. Your blood pressure goes up. Your kidney function weakens. Your bowel, the peristalsis in your bowel actually slows down. So then you have digestive issues because you're constantly in survival mode. Your brain and your heart keeps going, we need to escape. We need to escape. When do we need to go? Instead of going to this place where you can go, hey, I can make my, I can change my mind. I can make a different decision at 45. What worked for me at 17 doesn't work for me at 45 anymore. Change it. Ah, 
suddenly we can breathe. Yeah, and you're you're literally creating your reality with your thoughts and emotions. So mm-hmm. where do you want to put your energy towards what you want? Or yeah. do you want to put your energy into what you don't want? Exactly. It's so interesting. I, I had, a, had a businessman who came to me for health coaching because he had severe um, uh, irritable bowel syndrome where he just, it was just not working properly. And as soon as we changed that survival mode, his body just slowly started returning back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a very, you know, the, the, we're always in a comfort zone and whatever that comfort zone is, we stay there for our lives until we make a decision to change, step out of it. And we then go into this zone of fear. And what a lot of people do is they then step back into the comfort zone because they, they, the fear is too much. Um, what I help people do and what a lot of health coaches and life coaches do, um, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is helping people to step through the fear mm-hmm. into that learning zone. That zone of like, okay, this is the unknown. I'm going to learn. And that's where the detective comes in, what you talked about earlier. That's when that yeah. whole release of I can change, I'm allowed to change, giving yourself permission to explore. Which is feel. the whole point of why we're here. Is and then to you can, explore. Yeah, yeah. And you can then, and that's what I always try with my, my clients with the transitions is to explore your transition. What's happened here? Why has this happened? How has this happened? Um, and then go deeper. What am I supposed to learn from this? How can I grow from this? And stepping away from all that, why, 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 me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. And because that's you're, when the growth happens. Right, because you're, if you're in, a, in victim mode, you, yeah. you have given away your power. Yeah, you've given yeah. away your choice. Right. And every minute of every day is a choice. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, a huge thing at the moment is, is, is no one can take away my responsibility. I own my own responsibility. And for me, that is so amazing because it opens up the possibilities of choice, direction, calmness, balance. Yeah. So why do you think you ignored your health issues? What was going on there? Where is it just a habit of not listening to your heart over your head? Was there fear wrapped in that or what was going on? I think a lot of that was, was fear. Um, fear of acknowledging that I, I can fail. Fear of acknowledging that I'm not going to live forever. Fear, you know, not being able to to recognize what role I play in my own life. And it got to a point where my body just went, you can't keep going like this. You can't just keep working and surviving and ignoring everything. 
um, you have to face the fear. You have to step out of this comfort zone of um, just living in your head. Um, and it was, it was a, yeah, it was a very scary place. So you made some big changes. I did. And you're I made not, big changes. Yeah, yeah. And so how are you now? I am in a, I'm in a fantastically wonderful place. I'm, I am now looking back at, at all my nursing choices, all my medical training, all my career choices, back at it as going, that was great. That was good. There's no more judgment. There's no more, mm-hmm. you know, because a, a lot of the work that I did probably got me to a point where it affected my health too. You know, there's, we have to admit there's external forces to things too. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm now in a place where I, I keep digging into my, into my life, into events, um, birthrights. Um, where do I fit in? How do I fit in? What can I learn? But most importantly, who can I serve? Who can I help? There's so many of us stuck. And I just want to help people get unstuck so that they can feel themselves, see themselves, hear themselves. Um, and then being able to see others see who they can help. The ripple effect of us all helping each other get to a place where we calm and can hear and see and feel. Um, yeah, so my health is, is um, there. <laughs> That's all I can say. It is 100% better than what it was, but yeah. it, it's, I have what I have for the rest of my life. But it's about taking a break when I need a break, listening to all of that. Um, and sharing my experience. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it. And yeah, our missions are our, our missions are very similar to be of service. And I get yeah. people unstuck too. Um, yes. But through Reiki and energy healing and and uh yeah, there's multiple ways to become unstuck. So if you're stuck out there and you're listening, reach out to James or I, and we'll figure out a way to get you to unstuck. Isn't it beautiful that there are so many different people out there doing different things, helping people to get unstuck, which means that anybody out there who's listening, thinking, oh, maybe this is not me, or maybe that's not me. There are people out there that can meet you where you need to be met at, and they can walk this path with you. Yeah, exactly. Because James has been stuck, and I've been stuck, and... We unstuck ourselves. Yeah. So we have the experience to help others. And, you know, everything, I don't know about you, but everything I, whenever I overcome a challenge, um, I can help others overcome the same challenge. Yes. So, you Absolutely. know, it's a continuous process, right? Absolutely. And yes. the stronger you get at dealing with each challenge, the more equipped you are for the next one. Um, and yeah, the stronger we are going through our own challenges, then it means we've got just strong hands to hold on to other people through their challenges. Well, it's like a muscle and a practice. You get stronger and better at it with practice. And so yes. what, what would have shaken you to the core in the past, you can now face it head on without even your heart racing. That's when yeah. I know that I really... <laughs> progressed and evolved 
like, Absolutely. Wow. Right? Yeah. 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 Beautifully, beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> so tell our listeners how they can find you um, and what you specialize in. Like you said, you specialize in transitions and um, yeah. how they can contact you. So I've got a, a blog space website, um, which is www.james. Sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> it's brand new. So um, www.vanderwaltcoaching.com. www.vanderwaltcoaching.com. Um, and there on that page, you'll find all my blogs. Um, you can read through all my transitions what I've done with it, what I've not done with it. Um, there's also all the packages that I offer for people. I've got three different packages people can choose from for coaching. Um, and yeah, reach out, uh, get in touch and we can have a conversation. If anything, you know, triggered in your brain. Um, if you want to read more about transitions, uh, if you sign up to my website, you can also get a freebie of uh, my favorite questions to help with a balanced life transition. But what I think is interesting is in the beginning of this episode, you talked about the consequences of not dealing with your stuff. And mm. I'm now I'm new to TikTok, but I've been doing uh, tarot readings on TikTok. And guess okay. what? Today's tarot reading was on. Um, I pulled the shadow side card. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. And- well, the shadow side is everything that's hidden and repressed and ignored and denied. And I said, if you've been resisting something, if you've been hiding something or denying something, what you resist persists. So face it today. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah. come on talking about the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah don't resist don't resist change yeah. you have permission to change all well, the listeners out there you have change, permission to change change is inevitable actually yeah. you don't even have to do anything and it'll change yep every just, minute just wait <laughs> just wait it's gonna change <laughs> oh <clears throat> brilliant well thank you so much james for coming on and sharing your story Um, Thank you for having me, Tina. Very important messages to listen to your heart, to be flexible, to allow yourself to change and take care of yourself too. take care of your body, take care of your soul, because we're not here for very long. So make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.